All right, so welcome everybody. Oh my God, it's so exciting. We are here with the Modern Goddess. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the next episode. We have the lovely Dee with us tonight and she's just decided. What have you decided, Dee? <laughs> Do you mean about the card? Yes. Yeah. I just pulled a card before our um, time together and I pulled a green card, which is your card, colour, and it's the um, Eros card, which is the God of Love. Oh and that's gosh. what we're talking about. So the universe um, is supporting the energy, is it? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's so cute because, yes, green is my colour. I have a business called Refresh Your Thinking, um, which is covered in green, dewy grass, and then my home is covered in plants all my little babies are all around me and green just rocks my world and now eros the card which is a lovely green color is again attracting my attention giving me encouragement to press on and carry on what i'm doing i love signs i love synchronicity and uh are you into this whole goddess concept yes i am i love it i so think we've been so tight go on no, go on, you go on. We have been... I think we've been so tied up with the male-oriented um, culture for so long that we just really need to keep trying to break through it. So we're not there yet. Uh, we're not there yet, but, geez, we've come a long way in our generation, which is fantastic. Um, I um, can't believe that things are really coming down and really starting to change. And, yes, we've got a long way to go. Um, what I'm more interested in with this particular podcast is um, pulling the, um, the curtain back so that men can have a little look-see at where we're at and what we're yes. after these days. So let me ask you the question. This is the only real official question I'm going to ask you, and that is, how do I love you properly? Right. Well, I think the first thing is to listen, isn't it? Um, we seem to be missing that skill. People are still listening to answer, um, but not hearing what people are saying. And I think that's across the board. Of love with familial and other relationships. So that's probably the first thing. Um, the second one would be acknowledgement. Um, sometimes we don't need somebody else to say they agree or they completely understand. They don't have to understand. What they need to at least do is acknowledge that that's your position um, and just accept that your position is where it's at. Um, I think there's a, a lot in our culture that's sort of saying everybody has to agree with me, whoever me is. And I don't think that's relevant. I don't... Yeah, we're all too different, so but we should be allowed to be different and just accept each other. So probably the third thing is curiosity. Oh. Ask questions. So often um, I've come across people that think it's rude to ask questions, which I'm bound to offend them because I ask questions all the time. Um, <laughs> but I really do think it's better to ask the question than to make a story up in your head um, that may not be correct. So, yeah, probably three points there. Yeah, I really love that curiosity one. That's something that hasn't come up yet particularly 
um, but it's a very, very important one. And I agree with you, I'm a real question asker. And I can spend a whole evening at a party with one person just asking them questions. Um, and I've never found any pushback um, that's of noteworthy, you know, you know, that I need to worry about. Um, I have had a couple of incidences where I wasn't in rapport with somebody and they screamed out to my sister. It was one of her new boyfriends and he, he, I was talking to him and I was just doing my thing and he screamed out to her, um, come in here, your sister's trying to analyse me. And I was like, oh, shocked. It had never happened before. But yes, I do ask a million questions, but normally I don't get that response. People love talking about themselves, love me unpacking. And whoever has stopped and asked them really who they are beyond the, so what do you do? <laughs> yes, it's all tied to, to career and things like that. And sometimes we should be asking the question that, yeah, that was asked of John Lennon, like, what makes you happy? Like, yeah, not, yes, not all the other peripherals that, may change anyway so because our careers change all the time our education changes all the time so but yeah people don't get to know the real you or they assume they know you that's always an interesting one yeah and are you talking as a single woman or a woman in a relationship where are you coming from I'm married now. I have been for just coming up 23 years. I'm actually on my fourth husband. Right. So I know how to mess it up. <laughs> so, and are you, are but, you taking responsibility for that or are you um, making a yeah, joke? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there were inputs from family that made me make decisions that weren't appropriate, but it's still up to me to change how I do that. And I have done. Um, yeah. So... I think you can come at it from any side, even just because even if you're with somebody, you still meet new people all the time. So, and you want to have a connection with others. So that still is a form of love. There's so many different forms. So once again, the curiosity comes back in, you know, um, yeah, what makes, but what, what are people interested in? Uh, do they want to grow? Are they happy settled? And yeah, things like that. So just on the four husband thing, because we're not going to speak to a lot of women who have had four hits at this. So my curiosity is now peaked just to have a little swim around in that for a second. Um, just explain, did you um, just outgrow them, you know, one or two of them? Or um, were they just, did you just fall out of love one day and then that was the end of another one? I mean, how do you know a marriage is over? How does that all work? Yeah, I think it's changed over the time. Um, I came out of a um, parenthood with a father who was verbally, intellectually and emotionally abusive. So therefore, my expectations of how a man behaves were very low. Right. Um, and on top of that, I was born in the 50s. So I was, um, you know, you don't move out of home. You don't sort of, until you get married and we got married because that's what you did so you could get away from your parents yeah. um my internet's a little unstable sorry <laughs> um, so that lasted 
If I ask you to repeat, it's because it went a bit crazy. So just bear that in mind. Sorry. Sorry, what was that? Um, if I ask you just to repeat that, um, it's because it's cracked up a little bit. That's okay. Um, I was born in the 50s, so I was in an era where you didn't leave home until you married. And I think that uh, from an abusive, emotionally, intellectually and verbally abusive father, I really wanted to get out of home. So I married somebody very young and he was young too and, and had the same desires to get away from an abusive parent. So it lasted, we stayed together for nearly two years, but it lasted five minutes because it was just crazy. And mm. was it crazy because you were both immature or was it crazy because you, you only left just to get away from your parents? Yeah, we, well, yeah marriage for the world. Wrong reasons, totally yeah. wrong reasons, yes. Right. So, so that ends and, and I went on to make that mistake again, twice, oh. more. Yeah, so I <laughs> learn eventually. Yeah, I always call myself a slow learner if I do that. I'm like, oh, a slow learner on that issue. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and, and I think, you know, we, we've raised in a culture also where you have to have a person, you have to be with a person. So a lot of us are, yeah, you feel the need to be with a person constantly. And do you still Whereas, have that feeling? No, I, I, um, I got to the point after the third marriage fell down that I didn't want to be with anybody and I was very happy with myself. And I think that's part of the formula to find the right person. If you can love yourself and, and, and like being with you, alone with you, then that means you're probably ready to share with somebody else. If you're desperate to have somebody with you all the time, that's the wrong basis to have a relationship. So, mm. yeah, that sounds like sensible um, advice to me that you've got to be comfortable in your own skin. You and do really, because you can't give your give in a relationship unless you can love yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It would be ideal, wouldn't it? But um, so is that what you guys called it in your generation that um, you had to have a person? Like, that's just the way it is. Oh, that's probably my terminology, but yeah. you were expected to be married. You know, that's what you did. So you got married and then you had 2.6 children, I think it was at that point, and you bought a three-bedroom, one-bathroom house and, yeah, and... Did the things, the, the term that comes to mind for my parents was it's the done thing. Right. So, yes. And so did, you have all children, the, did you have children along the way or did you avoid that? I did eventually, yes. I was actually supposed to be infertile, but I had a baby at 34. Ah. So, and she's now happily married and, yeah. And, and so. how, how are you finding that next generation? What did you bring up? Did you bring up? the modern goddess or has she ended up with the old 50s values oh no no 50s values there um but <laughs> oh, having said that she's very respectful of marriage so isn't that interesting oh, that's good. um no independent thinker um a questioner yes i wish i had been like her at her age 
she doesn't believe me when I say that, but um, she's, yes, she's much smarter than I ever was. <laughs> well, they, so. live in a better, they live in a better world, don't they, where they have more freedoms and more open-minded and you're encouraged to be more curious and you're encouraged to be yourself a lot more now. And so That's right. um, yeah, she's in that generation where she can take advantage of the work that you, your generation did prior. Um, to Absolutely. Change. Yeah. So that's great. So you've, you're really proud of what you've done as a parent. Yes, I am. I like the person she is. Um, it's not just um, admiring the way she thinks she's um, good hearted and thoughtful as well. So, yeah. Yeah, this comes up a lot about being kind and compassionate and women still are yearning for kindness and compassion, um, listening, um, and some of these really beautiful, solid values. Um, it's just nice to see and, you know, you're bringing it up as well. Yes. Um, I, yeah, they're just the core, they're core values, aren't they? So, yeah, and, and we need those as a basis. Sometimes they're lost in some parts of society, but um, hopefully, we, maybe this coronavirus thing will bring some of those back. I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping we see a resurgence of thoughtfulness. Yeah, thoughtfulness is a lovely word. And, um, you know, if, if men are listening to this, um, then you can be very very well received if you're showing kindness and thoughtfulness um you can't go wrong that's going to be very attractive to the modern goddess it is certainly yeah and as you say they are core values we shouldn't have to even discuss it but nothing's changed since the 50s women then wanted kindness and thoughtfulness and women today want kindness and thoughtfulness within that's their partner right. and within their love coupling that's right. And, and I think that, um, I mean, men have been the workers for so many you know, centuries um, that we, but we still want it within the breadth of what we're asking for in life generally as well. So in careers and, and being aware of what our needs are, whereas it's been previously totally oriented around the male. Yeah, so um, just tell us what your um, work situation is. Do you have a business? Are you entrepreneurial? Are you in a job? Anything like that. And then based on that, what do you need from your partner to feel loved, nurtured and supported in whatever you're up to? Yeah, we have um, several businesses. So we have a joint business, which is agriculturally based. Um, and we've worked together on that. I handle the indoor stuff and um, he handles the machinery and going on to farms. Um, we came at our relationship by communicating constantly and so we worked out whose roles are what um, and what one would, would or wouldn't do. So we tend to speak up, yeah, up to three times a day when he's out on the truck. Um, and discuss things constantly. So it's that open communication and being aware of each other's needs. That's critical in that situation. Um, I'm a coach and an author, so he is able to give me the space, the time, um, 
and the peace to do that because sometimes there's heavy machinery near us and so that's managed so that I can do what I need to do in my business um, and we have one other small business which is more um, online access to cleaning gear and healthy stuff like that which we came across after I had a chronic um, well, I have a chronic illness so that sort of brought that to us so yeah, so it's just that constant communication of what, who needs what, you know, how we're going to manage it, negotiating all the time. And how did you fit into his life? Because he might have had this set up prior to you, I'm assuming. No, he had a pet shop when oh, we wow. came together. You transitioned him into a new career. We have jointly transitioned into a new career 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And, um, and then since then, eight years ago, I became very ill. Um, and I have had to redesign my life completely and retrain. So I'm in the coaching field. And then last year, I wrote my book. Yes, and I want so, to get to that. I'm sort of holding off, holding off, desperate to get to. So, what book did you write? But um, could I just stay over here with just for one more second about your illness? During that time, how did you cope with having to receive instead of give? How did you uh, go with all of that rigmarole? <laughs> I actually didn't have much of a choice. Yes. Firstly, um, some years back before that, I, I jokingly said to my daughter, if I ever get really sick, put me in a home because your father will forget to feed me. <laughs> he must have forgotten to feed one of the animals or something. So when I became ill, I became nearly completely bedridden. And I was surprised that Tony stepped up to the plate completely. Wow. So I have been really, really blessed with that. Um, We will be headed. Um, yeah, that. Oh, sorry, yeah, I that was went in and out of um, of uh, vibe then. So um, you were completely bedridden. He stood up um, and took that challenge on. And how yes. did that all feel when you were helpless in bed? Um, pretty awful because we weren't sure whether I was going to get any form of recovery at all. Oh. So. Um, yeah, the, the prognosis at the time was that I would probably be bedridden for the next 10 to 20 years, possibly life. Wow. So mm. I've been very proactive in sorting that out. So I still have the illness. Um, I will have it for life, but I'm able to yeah, manage my life because I did a lot of changes. So. And it sounds like you got rid of the toxins in your home? Yes, completely got rid of the toxins. I take a lot of supplements to, because my body doesn't process the nutrients effectively. Yes, so over eight, the last eight years, it's been a lot of changes. Yeah, wow. Well, congratulations for getting through that and not accepting what the doctors say and taking your um, wellness into your own hands and doing some research and sorting that out. I think that's critical. Yeah, you're obviously uh, a medical fit for that. Sorry? You're obviously an advocate for that. Yes, yes, yes. And that brings Very much your so, yeah. business and your book. Does that all relate? Yes, it does, actually. The um, introduction to my book is that story and, and how that came about. Um, the book is called Brand Plan Shattered, How to Turn Your Life Around After a Crisis. 
which is basically my process of what I did in that time. Um, I had a plan to um, travel from the country. I'm, I'm over 200 kilometres north of Adelaide. I was going to go back to uni and do a different degree and, <laughs> and I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I, after I got myself a little bit healthier, I've retrained as a coach and done those other things and then written the book. And uh, so we look forward to um, promoting that book. So on the show notes, everyone will be able to have access to your website and your book, uh, where you, they can get their, your book from, etc. And a bit of a bio about you and whatever else we can get to put down there. That would be awesome. Um, and so really, um, you need to be supported in launching this brand that should go global. And I think the time is now for you. Mm, I'm hoping so, yes. I'm ready. Well, I think I'm ready. Because <laughs> everyone's had the crisis now. So everyone understands oh, yes, that yes. pivot during this time. Mm. Yes, um, it'll certainly help help people. And um, yes, do you want do you want people that are uh, struggling with the health first, or would you prefer people that have sort of sorted out the basics? The chapters are really more. Uh, it really can cover anything, divorce or something else. It's a step by step. So, um, oh. while the introduction talks about my story the first chapter is actually called allow yourself um, and that's about allowing yourself to grieve because we've gone through a lot of changes you can grieve the loss of a, a parent um, a sibling a child but you also grieve when you change jobs you grieve when you change homes so often we have people saying oh don't cry don't cry but I don't think that's um, correct I think you should I think you should really feel the emotions and allow yourself because it, it seems to clear the air sooner and then you can get down to the brass tacks of sorting life out. So, um, yeah, and then the chapters go through practicalities and then I talk about writing a life resume to look at what you might actually be interested in if you've completely lost your future. Um, maybe it's time to reset and look at something different and work out what really fits you. So, yeah, step, step by step through. So it can be business, career, anything. Wonderful work, wonderful work. Just hold that book up so we can have a visual there. Why not? Yep. We're, on, um, we're on Zoom. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Is that a male face or a female face? No, that's, it's, a, it's a piece of mirror broken with my face in it. Oh, it's your face with the glasses. Oh, I see. Is that different glasses yeah. from what you're wearing now? Oh, probably, yes. Oh, right. No, I can see you in that now. I just couldn't see it at first. But, uh, oh, that's lovely. Well done. Congratulations. No worries. Thank you. Um, all right. So how... How um, do you want to be supported in the future? What, what is the ideal um, thing that your partner can do to make you feel loved and supported? Um, personally, I guess um, giving me the space to be me um, and being comfortable that just because things are changing, it doesn't mean our core relationship is changing. So... That's probably the most important thing for me personally. And do you yeah. think his business um, 
you know, your joint business, do you think that sucks up 50% of the time or is that really nicely corralled with 20% of your time and you can spend 80% of your time on the good stuff? It's probably, it takes up 50% of the year. It's a seasonal business. And when it takes that 50%, it's all of it bar sleeping. Oh. So um, but we're getting older, so that's going on the market. Oh, so, right. um, yeah. And then my coaching business will be what supports us over the coming years. Lovely. And have you got some grand plans? Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's good. So, and do you want to travel or are you happy to stay put? What are you? Um, I think for a while, well, we've been travelling part-time during the year um, as grey nomads. Um, that may change in the near future due to some health issues in my husband, but um, I hope to travel overseas in the next couple of years, yes. Oh, lovely. So, you've, been been the, you've been on the road grey nomads. That's cool. Yes. Oh, it's fun. It's great fun. Yes. Only a couple of months a year we were doing it, but yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So eight weeks in a small space. Can you give us any insights as to how to manage <laughs> that with our relationships or being single or whatever? He has to go fishing for a while just to get out of your hair. <laughs> I see. I see. So time apart is important under those circumstances. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So and it's very hard to have space. What do you do when so, you're alone? You just want to read or relax? Yes, I'm a reader. Yes, okay. reading and researching. So. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. wonderful. And is he quite happy to go off and fish? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, we're a good balance that way. So. And any more marriages for you or you think you got it right this time? <laughs> no, I'm not going to try and train another one. <laughs> <laughs> How well did you get to train this one? <laughs> um, well, I think he's on the spectrum, so there was some training involved. <laughs> Are you serious? Is he on so, the spectrum? Yeah, I'd say so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You mean this is coming up a lot. I'm hearing hearing a lot of yeah. different stories about this the spectrum and people are now easily able to identify it a bit, bit yes. more now than we could before because we never knew it really existed before. No, no, we just thought that they were a little bit quirky or odd my daughter's married someone on the spectrum and I said to her oh. why why would you do that and she looked at me and she said mum I know what to do yeah I know not so to do what... personally because they're not they don't mean to yeah. us sensitives they uh, are just straight yeah. to the point and very direct that's right yes yes so um yeah and the thing is that they're often very very honest so you have to be a little thick-skinned in one sense but the other thing is you can trust them yes. they might get some information wrong but they're not going to maliciously lie to you no what you see is what you get and there's no that's right um it is actually quite refreshing i know my friend's son um took a liking to me um i was able to really get in there and interact and um yeah. obviously uh, i'm a communicator as a as a profession and I, I love challenging myself and he was adorable, absolutely adorable. And the funny yeah. thing they say, it's hilarious to me. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. And I, I 
oh, I was somewhere and I, I met a woman with a little boy and he was really emphatic about things. And she's saying, don't, don't yell, don't yell. And I'm saying, he's not yelling. He's being emphatic. He's feeling really strongly about this and he's not offending me. So he was in what he was talking about. So they do have their quirks. They're really cool. I say, um, oh, hey, I really missed you. And he goes, okay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, oh it just—it's just not what you expect, and so they surprise oh. and delight you, just not with stock standard answers like everybody else. They—they they come up with weird stuff that you haven't heard before. Oh dear. I like it. I really like it. But um, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been absolutely amazing. I love that you've now added curiosity to our um, conversation, plus all your other stuff. But curiosity has really been um, the thing that stuck in my mind at the beginning. And um, also, too, I think um, working together. Um, that's an interesting, uh, interesting thing to watch and to see that you guys have done it quite successfully and that you've transitioned yeah. inside the marriage at the time. So you came in, started a fresh life, but you really changed everything, including what you were doing and, and to see that that can survive and that you start something together, you own it together and it really feels like 50, 50. Um, yes, absolutely. I also think and you're involved at relocation as well. Wow, incredible. Yeah. And then I think the other thing we've learned is that nowadays we're seeing a lot of women are looking for additional revenue streams. So what we see in you is somebody that's also created something that's just their own based on their story, it's their personal brand, and they can really just go and play in that sandpit anytime they feel like. And they could really build something there. There's a lot of potential. Absolutely a lot of revenue potential, but a lot of joy and excitement for you personally that he can just support you in. That's right. And that's the most thing I get out of it is the joy and excitement of helping somebody else just reach their goals. It's, um, I, yeah, it's exhilarating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any coach can contest to um, a lot of joy helping people and how amazing um, coaching others is. It's a really way, a great way of giving back. And the other thing, yeah. uh, your story, I think that's been fascinating is that, that when there's a health crisis, um, you can really knuckle down and sort it out and fix it like a puzzle. And you've worked out yourself. And I really hope the listeners out there who are struggling with health and well-being, health is your wealth. If you don't have that, it's really going to be tough to be able to do much else. So let's sort out our health and make that our top, top priority and um, really make sure that the partner that you have loves you even in good times and in bad. And when health crises come along, um, there'll be times where they need to support you and there'll be definitely times where you need to support them. And it sounds like, um, Dee, you're going through that cycle now with his, his, him having a challenge. That's right, exactly. And you're going to be there to um, pay the ferryman after all he's done for you during your yes. health crisis. So isn't that beautiful how the universe balances that, that out? Yes. Yes. Magnificent. It is magnificent. So. And how um, women are so terrible at receiving. And just know that you received at that time, you took it 
and you healed. And now you are there for him so that you, he can heal himself under your care. And I think that's beautiful. And if only women realise that the, it, the, it does cycle back around. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's been lovely speaking to you and I hope you join us for season two where we can go a little bit deeper with you. But thank you for bringing curiosity into our conversation. And I look forward to uh, reading your book and I'm going to look you up and I'm going to sort all that out. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Katrina. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. See you soon. Bye-bye. So,